Welcome to The People of Canterbury Baptist, a podcast where we meet the people of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia, hear their stories and explore ideas relevant to our church and community. My name is Stephen and for today's episode, let's meet Anita. Hello Anita, welcome to The People of Canterbury Baptist Podcast. It's a real privilege to be able to speak to you. That's a nice tool. I am very much looking forward to this to this conversation because I really am interested to hear about the story of your life, but also the story of your faith. But how about we start right back at the very beginning? And my first question is, where were you born? In Romania. In Romania? Whereabouts in Romania? Uh, Transylvania. You might have heard that for, from... Yes, well, it's in Sibiu. So Transylvania in Sibiu. So Transylvania. No, Sibiu in Transylvania. Oh, sorry, Sibiu in Transylvania. Yeah. Is this close to the home of the famous Dracula? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> any any family heritage into the family of Dracula in your no. line? Many well, fact, I didn't know about it when I was in Romania. <laughs> what did your father do? He was a builder. And and what did he build? A build, a build it, uh, houses, manufact a little church in a, in a village where not far where we lived, and he helped uh, build the Romanian in Constanza the Baptist church. I have picture of it. I can see you. Yeah, show you. What did your mother do? Only housewife. She was just looking after the. Children. And uh, how many brothers and sisters did you have? Well, we had an eight. Uh, uh, first a girl and then a boy and, and a girl and then a, bo- no, a boy, a girl and then two boys, eight together. And so what number in the eight are you? Nearly the end on. <laughs> you, uh, so, so you're not quite the lucky last, but maybe the lucky second last? Yes, yes, the one that lived the longest. Really? So of your eight eight brothers and sisters, you're the only one who's left, who is well, alive? Well, uh, my brother died when he was uh, 58. My sister when she was 81. My youngest sister was 74. And I am 97 to get 98. 97, nearly 98. That's, that's a wonderful yeah. blessing that, that you receive. Yes. Can I ask you, what, is, what are some memories you have growing up in Romania? Well, nice. I liked it very much as a child. Yes. I left before the war. I was 16 when I... And I left Romania. So let me take you back into those first 16 years of your life. What is, what's the best memory that you have of your time living in Romania? In a church. We were very, very close. Uh, people like a family in a church. All nationalities up there because this Constanza is the port of uh, Romania, in Romania. And was different people. Uh, German Jews, all 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 ages, Turks, Tatars, all people, uh, and then a lot of uh, uh, Siemens who used to come from other countries. We was uh, we were also together. We didn't know the difference. Yeah. Um, 
just, just describe to us what school was like for you. So let's go right back into your oh. early days of school. What was school like for you? Yes. So this is Romania, and are we talking about maybe the late 1920s into the early 1930s when you were a young school? 30 years. In the 30s. Yes. So describe for us what schooling was like for you in the 1930s in Romania. Yes. It was uh, – it's not like here you're going all day long because the population was big and the country is small. And the, our church was not exactly village. It was five kilometers out of the center of the, church, the uh, city. So it was only five kilometers. But it was a big mansion with – Sometime somebody big lived up there and they took over, the government took over the, the mansion and separated a very big room what they had they, in a house. Uh, there were two classes in the morning. We started school at 8 o'clock in the morning to 12 it was uh, grade one and grade four, and it was afternoon one o'clock for five o'clock was the other two grades. So th- that was uh, what I, I remember. Did you enjoy school? Was school fun for you? Uh, <laughs> I should be very honest because this is the other person is living. No, I didn't. I didn't like school. My father used to say when I finished the primary school, he used to say, Anita, one year for, for dead, you know, take it. And I said, no, 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 <laughs> no, I didn't like it. Although my brother and my sister, they were always getting um, the scholarships. And my father thought, why, why is it wrong with her and the other sister? I don't know. So why didn't you like school, do you think? I haven't, never that I think back. I think I still had it. Uh, I couldn't remember things, what I should, because it it was given to me a very good privilege. It was a very good girl that she got the scholarship from our class. And we were neighbors, and my teacher said, Anita, you go and learn with her. She will, you see what she does. I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. (laughs) So after you finished primary school, how many years of high school did you do? (laughs) Only one. (laughs) Oh, I shouldn't be there. And so, it's, so after you finished your one, uh, so how old were you when you finished your one year of high school? Eleven. Eleven years old. So what did you do then? As an eleven-year-old finishing high yeah. school, what was next for you? Well, my my father wanted me to go to learn. Uh, after that, dressmaker, which I didn't like. <laughs> I wanted to be different things, but I. And he said, "Listen, you just." Better learn because as a man, and my father was a clever man, and he said, the war is coming, and you will uh, use that uh, knowledge to use it for you, to feed you. And exactly what he said happened. So your father 
the, the climate in Europe at the time, this is roughly five years before the start of World War I, um, the, the, the climate in Europe at the time, your father already knew that there was war coming. Yes, it was uh, not peace with Russia and our uh, neighbours, I mean, not, not neighbours, the Romanian, uh, they, they, they were wanting to take part of uh, Dobroja and Bukovina and all these things. And he realized that something was brewing. So how did that make you feel as a, as a young girl and then, he, then into your t- early teenage years, your father talking about the coming of a war? and He uh, never talked to never us talk- about it. Yeah, okay. no. No. No, he'd been in the war before and he didn't want he, uh, to. I, I think he didn't want us to... To be worried about, we had a natural life. Did he ever talk much about his experience in the First World War with you? Or was that well, he had a wound in his shoulder. He had a, uh, he was shot in the back, and there was a, a hole in there. And when uh, sometime uh, you saw him, he was sometime only in the. Trousers. What's that? That and oh, he said that was not uh, nice. But what we, we we wanted to know, and then he said I was shot. So uh, it's but he didn't he didn't talk about much about the war. Yeah. So um, your father wanted you to do dressmaking. But <laughs> my, me, my. <laughs> he made you do dressmaking. Um, <laughs> But as you've obviously indicated, that that wasn't what you wanted to do. As an eleven-year-old, what did you actually want to do? Photography, and they let me go for one or day. But when I was in a dark room all day and washing, you know, the, you had to rinse the picture. <laughs> Two days I liked it. That was all I did. Like <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And then I was uh, uh, I wanted to be a governess with little children and things like that. And of course, I was not old enough for that. <laughs> so I had to to wait till I was fourteen. So I I was allowed to go to learn. So from age eleven, you started doing a dressmaking. Now, was this an apprenticeship? Did you start working in a dressmaking shop? How yeah, did that work? in a, yes, it was an, a, a place. Special people in Romania didn't wear ready garments. You have to have it made uh, specially for it. So I, my, my parents found out a, a lady that was specialised. So he took me there for three years to to be um, learn little things. You had to learn even how to to sew by hand things. It was not the exact exact machine, you know. It was all straight sewing and everything. But you had to do what today the zigzag does it. Uh, we used to do by hand. Did you enjoy dressmaking or did you learn to enjoy After it? when I started to, to do the patterns, that was a big thing because I learned to do the patterns then. Then I liked that, that I liked it, yeah. But then I can't do dresses, but I, 
I was more a tireless and caught doing this and seemed to give me more. I wanted to do nicer then, then I wanted to do better, not to do. I didn't like that and I didn't like that. And, and the lady that was in charge of what she liked that and they put me there where I learned a better dressmaking. As I listen to you talk, one thing that comes to my mind is that you sound like a bit of a young artist. You loved photography and you were interested in that. <laughs> you, you weren't interested in dressmaking until you could start doing patterns. Yes, so, yes, so is there yes. something of an artistic I did, soul in I you? did, I did. Because when I started to teach in the Romanian church Sunday school, we used to have the the missionary books to learn the lesson. But they were pictured needed to be painted, uh, drawn, not painted. That was what guy me. Here I was in the front of the thing, and, and I tried to do And then the other teacher in the, in the Romanian church, can we borrow your things? I said, yes, or sure. <laughs> That's what I liked, that to draw the the trees and the, you know, the, oh, I can um, express myself the way I should or want to. Um, I forgot to talk. <laughs> no, that's good. But, uh, but obviously a great... You, um, with the drawing, the photography, the pattern making, yeah. you, you you clearly have an eye for colour, an eye for shapes, an eye for, yeah. for art. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, my son was here. He is a picture when he was fourteen or sixteen. He was doing it when he came home from high school, when he, when he was on on holidays. Then he started away to paint. I had so many paintings of him. But this one he didn't finish. It's not just finished, but I liked it so much. And so that's a painting that you're pointing at here in this room? This one, this right one there, yeah. yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Um, who was your best friend during your years in Romania? Best friend? is the people that uh, teenagers in the... In the Sunday school, no Sunday school, at the church, we we used to learn musical instruments. They were free instrumental. They were teaching us, and we were so so close together. We were, and when it was Christmas, we used to go all carol singing. I, I remember one time when my mother didn't tell me that when you walk around long time you don't have high heels, <laughs> and when I fin when we finished the the last people to sing on it, I had to take in the snow my shoes off <laughs> because it, I couldn't walk. <laughs> yes, it was very nice, very nice. So at age 14, did you stop doing the dressmaking and then you started doing some um, guardians or nannying? Oh, no, no. Uh, 
Evoldu vazayı. Ay ay hetuork trier es first the dressmaking and then you had another two years that's a long time to to prepare you exactly that you know everything drawing and uh, cutting and everything you had to be perfect in that so i done another two day uh, two years for that and then uh, was i was 16 when uh, the war started not in Romania, but in, and my father was a German born in Romania. He was third generation German in Romania. So the uh, rule came, the people from Romania, they are of German uh, origin, although not necessarily my mother was a Romanian, pure Romanian. And uh, uh, they have to go to Rum- to Germany. In one month, that was in fourteen. My house, my husband, <laughs> my father came home and said, "We are going to Germany." Why? He said, "Well, that's because I am from a German uh, uh, nationality." And uh, uh, they want us to to go. So they they needed people to work. So in one month we were ready. Left everything behind, house and and they promised us that they give us in Germany what we left behind. <laughs> we had that pickled things like in Romania you eat pickled things, everything, everything prepared for Christmas. But we had to leave to go, and that was from then on. I had my life in Germany. Let's let's talk about your life in Germany in just a minute. I'd like to spend a few more minutes in Romania still before we go to Germany. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and the the um, you've talked about church a few times. How important the church community was for you. Yeah. So let let's talk a bit about that. Um, the question I often ask you is. Were you raised in a Christian home? But it sounds like you were raised in a Christian yes. home. So yes. how important was faith in Jesus to your parents? Very much, very much. I remember when we arrived in Germany, my father was missing so much, the church and this, that my father, my mother missed him. And he went to look for him. And in in the front of us, not very far, was a hill, a very like a little mountain, and she found him on that mountain. What? Praying. Praying on the mountain. He was sorry that he left. So, th- so that was your father grieving, having yeah. to leave Romania in Germany there, yeah. and, and just going into a mountaintop alone to pray. Yeah. Wow. You said that your father built a Baptist church in yes, Romania. Yes, I've got a picture. You got a picture of it. Yeah. Is that the church that you worshipped in as a yes, as a child? Yes, yes. Although when I before they built it, we lived like I said five kilometer out from the center in the church. But the, the first Romanian church, um, Baptist church, was built in the city, and in the 
pastor's uh, house. We were keeping every Sunday. Uh, he was keeping worship. And we used to walk because it was no pastor's Sunday. So that five kilometers, we used to walk to church in the city. And it was then church in the morning and church in the evening. But the lunch used to be provided by the brothers and sisters in the church. So my father, to my cousin, walk. I remember he used to throw <laughs> stones and tell us who is first one gets an ice cream in the entering of the in the city. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to run for to catch that stone so that we get the the ice cream or uh, or sesame slide was <laughs> yeah can you remember a time in Romania like it sounds like the church was a wonderful place of community life a yes. wonderful place of gathering yeah. was there a time when when you began to see that you were forming your own sense of a faith in Jesus. So not just being part of a community that happened to go to church, but you actually personally began to believe in Jesus. Yes, I did, because I remember very well when the pastor uh, preached about the the rapture. And, uh, and he said that uh, there will be the time if people doesn't repent, uh, one time it, I, one person will take the other will remain. And I think for months and months I couldn't sleep properly because I was re- re- really believing that my mother will be taken, my father will be taken, and I will be left alone in the world. Oh, yes, I did. As a child, I really um, feared the Lord. Although I don't say I was good, uh, I, I, go, I did go my voice. Uh, like we were told that we not, uh, a Christian should not be married with non-Christian because the bed is so soon. But when I fell with my husband in love, I left all behind. You see? it's uh, But that, uh, of course... Uh, I don't know, I was loving him so much, and only later on I realized that God doesn't want us to love anybody else more than himself. So I asked the Lord to forgive me, and uh, when, I noticed, when I realized that I, tr- I tried to him to 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 realize instead to he was so cross with me that I changed my religion to baptism. He he was really very cross. Let's um let, let's talk a bit more about how you, how you met your husband and 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 uh, your married life. But let's let's maybe do that just a bit later on. I'll be yeah. very interested just to follow up some of the details that you spoke about then. The, the the other question I'd like to ask about your church time in Romania is: so you attended a Baptist church in Romania. Yeah. 
Were there many Baptist churches in Romania or, or was that a bit of a strange... I only one now, Eros. Wow. I only know else, and then there was the Baptist church, German Baptist church, in a, in a village. Yes, I I I know about them because they used to come every year in our churches, and when I realized later on, really the Baptist church in Constanza where I was, it was started by a German. He was a German. He was a, he had a farm, a very big farm, and employed a lot of people. With he used to send milk in the city and so, and he became a, a German. And I have a feeling that the, not the feeling, but I know now that the, our uh, pastor, being a Romanian, but she was German. She was German, and then they started. The, through German, that is. So the pastor of the Baptist church? He was a Romanian. He was a Romanian. And the pa- pastor of the Baptist church in the city was a, was a German? Yeah. Um, no, no. The other white, in the, in the village was German. And in the, in the city was the Romanian, but the wife was German. Um, Anita, it's been a real privilege to talk with you. Thank you for opening up your life in Romania. But we've only got to you when you're 16 years of age. And as you said earlier on, you're, you're, you're a few years older than that. So I think we've still got more of the story to tell. So if it's okay, how about we come back and, and have another yeah. chat and maybe we can pick up your life in Germany and just learn, learn more about the journey that God has had you on throughout your life. So thank yeah. you for this time. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who has tuned in to listen. This podcast is produced and presented by Stephen Field on behalf of Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email cbc at canterburybaptist.org. If you're a member or regular attender of this church, how about you get in touch with Anita directly and thank her for her contribution today. The music is a song, The First Step, by Andrew Naylor from his album Two Stones. This album is available wherever you purchase or stream your music. Join us next time as we continue our chats with the people of Canterbury Baptist. <laughs>